Guys, in this episode, I'd like to talk about something that I think is a good case example of something that a lot of us tend to be vocal about and even judgmental when it comes to assessing what other people are doing. And we also tend to judge ourselves a lot, or at least I used to do this or even do it these days. Um, and just as it is the case with a lot of other things, we tend to miss a lot of context. And the topic I want to talk about today is the psychological considerations of training every day, seven days a week. Now, why is this an interesting topic? Well, for one, I think it's probably safe to assume that the average person who is into lifting and is pretty dedicated is not training seven days a week. And some of this is probably due to simply the fact that they don't think it's optimal. Probably a, a lot of us simply are convinced that you simply need dedicated rest days where you don't train and give your joints or nervous system a break. But I think the reason why this is an interesting concept is because I think in a lot of people's head, a bit of an alarm goes off when they hear that someone who is just training recreationally is lifting heavy seven days a week. You know, when we are just discussing training four days a week as opposed to five days a week as opposed to six days a week, those discussions mainly come down to questions regarding physiology and practicality. When it comes to discussing seven days a week, then I think a lot of people start to raise their eyebrows and start thinking like, wow, seven days a week? Like, do you not have a life? Do you have a compulsion to just train all the time? Like, do you suffer from exercise bulimia? Like, what is wrong with you? And I think that uh, when approaching this question from a philosophical sense, kind of, there are just a lot of interesting things to talk about. First of all, I think it's just interesting to note that advocating against seven days a week training and sort of gently calling people out who do that is sort of the politically correct thing to do and sort of socially rewarding. You will generally face little resistance if you stand up in a conference room, if you give a lecture and say that, guys, don't be in the gym all the time, have a life. So for that reason, to sort of accept the notion that training all the time is somehow wrong, is kind of easy to do and is kind of choosing the path of least resistance. Um, but secondly, let's think about the underlying assumptions that we have when judging someone over the fact that he or she is training seven days a week. Uh, for one, we are assuming that the person is living the relatively average life of a person from a developed country who probably has a job or classes if we are talking about a student, that their everydays are constrained by relatively average working hours ranging typically from the morning and uh, ending mid to late afternoon, after which the person gets to spend his or her free time uh, ranging anywhere from four to eight hours, which he could dedicate to a variety of things, such as um, being with his family, friends, reading, study something on his own time, such as an instrument or a language. And then on the weekends, he has considerably more free time, which he could also spend doing other things, such as going for brunch with his friends or family, uh, going on a long hike, go to his parents' weekend house, I don't know, help with gardening, attend barbecue parties. Or, I don't know, sit in an armchair with a glass of wine and reading a novel. And if this average hypothetical person somehow always manages to find an hour to an hour and a half or to two hours every single day to have a productive training session, you know, including the commuting, warming up and the training, then that sort of automatically raises the question, 
do these other activities that we just mentioned never occupy him for so long that it would interfere with getting his training session in? Like, does it never happen that his family time, fun time with friends or going on coffee dates would occupy him enough so that he can't make that training session? And if that's the case, that typically means one thing, which is that the person is placing all of those things as a second priority behind his training. And the thing is that often this assumption is actually correct. You know, if I look back at my own times of being in the gym for seven days a week, for the most part, those were also the times when I was the most socially isolated, was the most disengaged with sort of everyday life around me. And if someone at the time in, say, the gym staff would, would have wondered, like, why is this guy here every day? Why is he here on a Friday evening? And fuck, he's even here on a Saturday evening. Does he have no friends to go out with or a girlfriend to take out to the movies? And, you know, the answer to all of these questions would have been no. You know, through a lot of those times, I was fed up with my social circle. I had no interest in going out with them. I found what they did kind of pathetic and just a waste of time, you know, just going to some bar, sitting at the table, getting drunk and talking about politics or something. I felt like being in the gym all the time and optimizing my nutrition was a better use of my time. Now, this brings up a whole different question, which is, I think what a lot of you might face at some point or another in your lives, which is what do you actually do if you just don't find your surroundings stimulating anymore, which was part of my issue. And I'll get back to this later. And, you know, in retrospect, I still think that focusing on fitness was still a better use of my time than doing all those things with my social group at the time. But to be frank, around those times, my mindset around training and nutrition was not very healthy. Oftentimes, my reasons for being in the gym included things such as guilt, not wanting to starve myself because I determined that on my rest days, I would just slash my calories in half and I wouldn't eat shit. So not exactly what you would call a healthy thinking around the whole nutrition and, and training game. Uh, now, of course, the way in which I phrased the phenomenon for myself was not, I need to be in the gym, otherwise I feel worthless. It was more like, I need the gym because it's such a meditative experience. There I can just get away from the world and from my worries, which sounds nice. And I think it's generally something that we should appraise. I mean, it's a lot better to use the gym for therapy than alcohol or smoking or junk food. But technically speaking, was I acting in a compulsive, obsessive manner in the gym? Yes. Uh, me being there seven days a week was not really predicated on some practical considerations, such as being able to distribute a lot of the volume for each body part that I needed. It was basically all about nurturing my psychology. Now, on the other hand, can we just blankly say that if someone is training seven days a week with no days off and has done so for the past several years, is definitely covering up some other area in his or her life that, and has some uh, weird psychological issue? Absolutely not. I mean, a lot of people do a lot of things every day that they love. Some people like to nurture their gardens every day because they're passionate about gardening. Some play their guitar for an hour or two every day. Some people like to work every day. I mean, sure, that has some negative, negative connotations when someone is pulling off 12-hour days compulsively all the time and is just a flat-out workaholic. But if you're, say, you're talking about an entrepreneur guy or girl who is just starting to make it as a web developer, let's say. He landed a bunch of clients and he works like four or five hours a day tops. He has a very flexible schedule, lives a fun life, but he does work every day. Would you call that a compulsive, unhealthy workaholic? 
I wouldn't. Uh, the other thing to consider is what's normal, what's too much, and what's obsessive is all very subjective. And in good part is just based on what's been done traditionally. You know, for someone completely jump up who has zero idea about training and nutrition, and the last time they did a single push-up was like 10 years ago back in high school. For a person like that, pretty much anything that we do on a daily basis is already nuts. Like, okay, maybe eating healthy generally seems like a nice, admirable thing to them. But then things like counting how much protein we have, even in a given day, let alone in every meal. And then some of you even count how many calories you have. And then some crazy ones among you even put things on a scale. And then this guy have abs, but is still dieting. Like, this is just crazy. And, you know, all these things for us are pretty much normal. If a guy's in the gym six days a week, counts all three macronutrients, sleeps nine hours a day, and never drinks alcohol, most people in fitness circles wouldn't even raise an eyebrow. But, you know, for some reason, training seven days a week is generally seen as too much. But I think to a large degree, it's just a matter of convention and tradition. So, for example, I'm here right now. I'm keeping myself busy with things I'm passionate about. I'm doing these podcasts, which brings me a lot of satisfaction. I'm getting into coaching people more and more. I'm learning a language, which is going pretty well. And as much as I like working out when I'm there, I often feel like I could spend my time better. Now, if I lose purpose with this podcasting thing, if in other areas I just, you know, I just feel directionless in life, if I break up with my girlfriend, Probably one of the things that will happen is a radical increase in the amount of time I'll spend in the gym. And it won't be because I think that's optimal. It will be because I will feel freaking miserable and I'll need my little sacred temple to clear my head regularly. Now, someone might say that this is unhealthy. It's not normal. And to some degree, my answer to that is, yeah, it's not. But, you know, what's normal? I mean, look around you. Basically, everybody you know is probably doing something in life to just cope with some other thing. Some of your friends might go out and party hard and get hammered. Others watch their favorite series and eat ice cream. Some might sit on a balcony and smoke a box of cigarettes. I mean, when you look at these things, I would say that going to the gym and lift heavy is one of the healthier things you can do. Now, sure, could you find something even healthier that doesn't beat up your joints and gets you overtrained at some point? Like, sure, you could just go for a walk with your dog or could write a beautiful song on your guitar, which you could eventually publish to create a lot of value for other people as a nice side effect. I guess you could just straight off give a ton of your money to charity as a means of spending your frustration. Like that would be an even healthier coping mechanism, but like, fuck, <laughs> you know, how hypocritical are we willing to be? Are we pretending to be perfect and to have a whole bunch of automated methods to always deal with every hardship in life like Superman would? No, I think we are ultimately here to be happy and... If we manage to do that without harming other people and to do it in a in the least destructive way possible, then that's great. Now, let's get back to this fundamental proposition, which is when someone puts forth a question, why is this person in the gym all the time? Do they have nothing better going for them? You know, maybe they don't at that moment. You know, at certain times in life, we just don't have a lot of cool stuff going for us. And I think that's that's okay to some extent you know maybe some fortunate ones amongst you can look back at every year and every month in your lives and think that it was all super cool and you always had things that drove you forward and if that's the case awesome more power to you 
You know, I can think back at times in my life when I didn't feel like there was a lot going for me. Some of those times were before I got into resistance training in the first place. And I wish I would have had that going for me already. You know, it would have greatly helped me. Uh, Other times when this happened, those were during the times when I was only in the gym three days a week because I thought that there it would be somehow detrimental if I was there more. You know, I wish I would have known at the time that even seven days a week could have been workable because I would have had much less misery. And at some points, I think being in the gym seven days a week flat out saved me from depression. Now, the big key, I think, that kind of bridges the gap between just pounding yourself in the gym all the time compulsively and just uh, burying yourself into your gym life and the other extreme, when someone just looks at someone condescendingly and says, oh my God, like, why are you in the gym all the time? What's wrong with you? Um, is that if you are in a state where you feel like you're using the gym as an escape mechanism, and in reality, you don't even enjoy it that much anymore, you're just there because you don't know any better, then I think the key is to just recognize it. And first, just acknowledge that this should change long term and start working towards that. You know, I talked about it earlier, how... At some point, it did start to dawn on me that a lot of the things I was doing with my fitness journey didn't make me happy anymore. And I was doing a lot of things out of compulsion or out of fear of facing certain areas of my life. And it didn't result in changing my course of action immediately, but it sort of planted the seed in my head. And then eventually the thought got even stronger until something eventually tipped me over. And then I changed things drastically. So... I guess (laughs) my message with this episode is a couple of things. For one, before we point at someone and say that what they are doing with their training, nutrition, or anything for that matter is compulsive, non-healthy, not normal, and they should do it differently. First, we need to ask ourselves the kinds of underlying assumptions we make. Do we assume that they operate with a similar schedule to ours? Do we assume that they have similar priorities to us? Do we assume that they are at the same stage of life as us? You know, if we look at the average person, these assumptions might be correct, but sometimes they just aren't. The other thing is, if our assumption is correct, that they are using the gym as a means of therapy, as a means of coping or to get away from other things, for one, realize that to some degree, all of us do some things as a means to cope with certain other things. That is just a part of being human. And then even if that is the case, it's not really any of our business. And if you are in that situation where you're just hammering yourself in the gym seven days a week for an hour and a half, just so that for those 90 minutes, you don't have to think about certain other problems, then it's all well and fine. But just be aware that in the long term, that should probably be addressed. It doesn't necessarily have to mean that you start doing things differently right away. But the first thing there is awareness. And that's how it should all start. So today I have three questions to you. For one, how many days of the week are you training? Secondly, what do you think about training seven days a week? And thirdly, if you are training seven days a week or have trained seven days a week in the past, what was or is your reason behind it? Hey guys, I just want to tell you again that your inputs for this podcast will help it grow more than anything and your requests, ideas, and comments will contribute to awesome content going live on this channel and podcast more than anything. 
So if you want to contribute, the best thing you can do is to go on Facebook and look up sustainable self-development. You'll find both the page and the Facebook group that is dedicated to discussions and ideas being thrown around. Go there and note down your comments about what kinds of topics or guests you want to be featured on this podcast and YouTube channel in the future. Just keep in mind the general theme of this podcast and my YouTube channel, which is to help people becoming their best selves in terms of lifestyle as it pertains to fitness and general personal development. This podcast is really dedicated to self-improvement, both physically and mentally. So keep that in mind. So thanks again for tuning in and see you next time.